0: Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here the Raptors Digest, reacting to the Toronto Raptors' 115-102 to win against the Orlando Magic Riker. I wanted to come out in this podcast, and from most of this game, when we're sort of planning what we're going to think about, I wanted to come out just fire. regardless if we won or lost, on Aaron Gordon and that hit, and just give it out right off the bat, Riker, the Damari Carroll Gold Star Award to Aaron Gordon, because of that, that play to sort of start it off, but... He did end up getting injured, and a lot of people will say karma in sort of the comment section and stuff, but you don't want to see a guy go out like that. It was a pretty lame move that he did on Lowry, just checking him out of nowhere, but I just wanted to start off with that, because I feel like that's going to be the big topic of discussion in this one, Riker. Sure.
1: Dud move, but yeah, I don't... I don't like the comment to say karma. He had an injury. This is a legitimate NBA player. This is his career. You don't wish anybody to go down. We saw the take when he was headed back to the locker room in the hallway there. He's had a sizable egg on his ankle. So hopefully he has a speedy recovery. And it was a cheap shot that Lowry had on him during the bubble as well when he kind of grabbed his arm. Whether it was a play for the ball or not, I don't know. But Ben, let's not let that take away from today's game. We saw Pascal Siakam actually be aggressive in the paint display his arsenal of post moves score primarily score Ben something we've seen very infrequently it seems from Pascal Siakam this season and it translated to a W yeah no this was a a massive bounce back game for Pascal Siakam as we mentioned the
0: last one kind of he's been up and down he's had these games where he's just completely been in the backtrack for this team but in the last game and tonight he's just put the three-point shots to the side because they haven't been going in as of late, and he's looked a lot more aggressive going to the rim, posting up, attacking, and obviously there aren't necessarily the greatest rim defenders, in-paint defenders with Vucevic over there on the Orlando Magic, but he 28th, took 28th, apparently. 28th in paint defense? Yep, and blocks. And blocks, yeah. So Pascal Siakam took advantage of that, whether he had a really big guy on someone smaller, and just posted up, got right to the rim... Had some really nasty plays in this one, and I I really like Pascal Siakam's attacking mindset because this is what is his bread and butter. This is what got him his max contract. These are the things that he was doing, the hustle, the energy. He got a couple steals tonight. He was running the floor, and he's finishing above and around the rim. So these are the things that made him that valuable asset to the Toronto Raptors. The three-point shooting, the fadeaways, all that sort of stuff was just sort of icing on the cake for that stretch of last season. But
1: you love seeing Siakam do the things he's really good at. Absolutely, Ben. If, if you're going to have guards defending you for majority of the game, you have to punish them on the low block. If you're going to have bigs guarding you, you have to beat them with your quickness. You don't need to settle for threes yet. Giannis Antetokounmpo, he went three, four seasons before he really started expanding his range, Ben. So there's no reason Pascal Siakam can't follow in a similar mold. I really like this game from him. I also want to say that on the flip side, well, he was plus 27 and plus minus Ben. I want to say on the flip side, you know, there was also some terrific defense being played from one Aaron Baines against Vucevic. But before I say that, Ben, you and I, we recently had a chat. We've gone, what, three years in this podcast, and we just now have realized that likes actually make a difference so you know we realize a lot of people watch this don't not a lot like so we would appreciate it one th- one if you are a fan of the raptors finally getting a w hit a like and two if you think that this win streak might continue or if you like what you saw from pascal Siakam hit a like down below helps us out but then aaron bain so nikola vucevic He's, he's averaging, he's always been really a fantastic big in the East. He's averaging 23 points on 48% from the field this season. And today he shot 28, 27% and only 15 points. I want to give some props to Aaron Baines, who we've criticized heavily this season on both ends of the floor. Yeah. And
0: was it Baines, Riker, or was it the ghost of Marcus All that came in and just, shook Nikola Vucevic as you mentioned (laughs) is having a remarkable season for the Orlando Magic this year but he would go in the paint now he had some nice plays he did score 15 points and down the stretch of this one he actually had some nice shots or at least in the fourth quarter but he was going in he was tentative going around the rim but you certainly got to give some credit to Aaron Baines the Raptors defense the strategy to sort of lock him up because when Terrence Ross isn't hidden from three I guess Cole Anthony had a strong game tonight as well Vucevic is their only real source of offense and Overall, I thought the Toronto Raptors' defense was really strong tonight. They carried over that fourth quarter against the Sacramento Kings into this game here. Because that's been the real sort of underrated, overlooked issue with this team. It's We still have a lot of guys. We have a lot of on-ball defenders who are playing well. Stanley Johnson stepped up. Utah... Uh, OG when he's out there, Norm, Fred. Like, our on-ball players are strong, but overall our team defense has really struggled at times this year. So I think that's a big reason for our losing record right now. And the fact that that looked tight from the first quarter to the fourth quarter tonight, even if it's against an Orlando Magic team that has been, I think they've dropped 11 of their last 13 games now since Fultz has gone out, it's still a positive sign. Because solid defense translates to whether you're playing the 30th team or the first team.
1: Yeah. That, that that's a perfect way to put it. The Raptors have a good collection of individually talented defenders. They just need to string that together mm-hmm. and they need to maintain focus because the Raptors, they they've had a habit of coming up really slow in the first quarter or having a good first quarter and then really losing momentum in the second or the third, you know, there's been big chunks of basketball this year at different points during the game where they seem to take their foot off the pedal. So, it, there's really no excuse for that yeah sometimes your shots aren't going to go down sometimes the playmaking won't be quite there but when you have a collection of guys that have as much length strength and defensive ability that the Raptors do they should really be one of the top defensive teams in the league then yeah the personnel
0: is there so it's really kind of perplexing just watching these stretches where we just let teams go on barrages of threes get into the rim at will so and I think a big part of this and a guy that's getting a lot more minutes right now. I guess two guys. Utah has been in the rotation for a little bit now recently, but DeAndre Bembry came out and had a really strong game tonight. 12 points, a couple of really nice dunks, uh, some finish around the rim. And the thing that I really liked about his game tonight was his cutting. We know he's a hustler. We know he, he defends, he gets down, he's grinding. But with Norman Powell and OG Ananobi out, he's really had his sort of way on the offensive end to just run throughout the floor Get had a couple threes. I think he, he had one three tonight, and he's, in the past couple games, I don't know if he's shot that many, but when they go up, they look like they're going in. But the way he just reads the game, and his defender's back is turned to him. He immediately runs that net, and guys like Lowry, even Siakam's thrown a couple of backdoor passes to him. So you know when guys that aren't known for their passing are hitting those open ones to you, you're doing a really good, strong job at cutting. And this is what Damari Carroll was brought in. I don't want to bring his name up because... <laughs> You know the curse and the gold star, but this is what he was brought in to do. And I always hone back to the first five games he was with the team before he suffered all those myriad of injuries. He was a guy that did a really good job at just cutting, especially when he was at the Hawks. And I guess Bembry, also coming from that that Hawks organization, is looked really strong for his feel of the game. And yeah, I was really intrigued with his performance tonight.
1: Ben, you you you're throwing out the player comparison. <laughs> To Demari Carroll. <laughs> Let's hope he doesn't suffer the same fate because I don't know if the DeAndre Bembry Gold Star Award has quite the same ring to it. He definitely doesn't have the notoriety that we brought Demari Carroll in and, and that huge contract as well that he had. So the, the unfortunate thing about Bembry is he could play as well as he wants, but because he, I thought that he was maybe more similar to the size of Hustleman Chap, but it seems like he's more, I would say, of a 2 3. And so when OG comes back, when Norm comes back, the way mm-hmm. Stanley Johnson has been playing, Stan the man, the Stanimal, uh, they've all, you know, they're all kind of locks as rotation pieces. So that's why Utah's going to get much more of a chance if he keeps displaying, you know, good yep. sort of sound offense and defense. Whereas DeAndre Bembry, in my opinion, he can play as good as he wants, but we're pretty heavy at that one, two, three position, Ben.
0: Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Nick Nurse has a lot of decisions to make because. Players are starting to play better. I think everyone's sort of on an upward trajectory. Ten games ago, we were all looking at that bench, being like, is there six guys on this team that <laughs> we want to be on the court? But now it's looking like there's a bunch of guys, as you mentioned. You named them, Stan, Utah. TD's coming out and scoring a bunch, even though his defense still looks a bit spotty at times. Right? DeAndre Bembry, who's been obviously that hustle guy and, you know, is making those reads. And I'm obviously not comparing their overall games to Damari Carroll, just in sort of that that cutting ability, the reason he got that big contract as you brought up, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens, and I could see the Raptors going more in a direction with small ball going forward, because Baines, up and down season, goes up against these big lumbering bigs, he usually has stronger games, but obviously there's certain matchups where he just really struggles, particularly on the defensive end, and a guy that I want to bring up, Chris Boucher, 9 points tonight, but 1 of 5 from the 3 point line, which his three-point shot has fallen off a cliff from when he was uh we were calling him the Steph Curry uh, and Rudy Gobert combination. So, it's uh, obviously he was bound to come back down to earth, but you'd hope he'd have some level of consistency going forward now. So, that's going to be something to keep an eye out for, but if those two guys don't give you that consistent production, I think that small ball unit with Utah Stan and uh Bembry, all those guys, OGN and OB coming back, I think that will be the direction we're probably going
1: towards now in the future. Maybe. And you, could, I, I want to make this distinguishing point, though, Ben. We can as high as we want on these bench guys, but they. it was a close game against the Kings who have been struggling. The Raptors only managed to get one out of two against the very depleted Miami Heat. This game, thankfully, wasn't close. But once we start playing actual top-tier, playoff-tier talent, such as the Celtics, the Nets, the Bucks, the 76ers, you know, how, how much of an impact can these guys have coming off the bench? Can Utah still hold his own, right? That's the, that's the thing that I would hope that they're able to kind of find their footing as the Raptors progress, because you know, even if the Raptors sneak into the playoffs, which we both expect that they will, it's fine for us to say right now, oh, this small ball lineup looks way better, but if it only looks better against these bottom feeder teams, then we might struggle. We might rather have Aaron Baines out there. I, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to play out, Ben, but regardless, I don't want to take away from this win because it was still fun. Despite it being an Orlando magic game, which is among the most boring of the entire NBA. <laughs> you get to see, uh, get to see your guy, Terrence
0: Ross Rikers. So that's always uh, a, it's always an exciting He's not even time meme-able any anymore. <laughs> Shout out T Ross. Where's, where's the sauce T Ross. But uh, before we swing into the segments to build off that point that you brought up, Obviously, this is the Orlando Magic. We're coming off a three-game losing streak. We don't want to get too carried away with this win, but there are things that, and whether either way, loss, win, it's still possible that we got the win, but Kyle Lowry, I think, had a really strong game tonight. It's particularly just running the offense, 15 assists, 12 points, missed a few shots, 2 of 9 from the three-point line, but the one guy that I think has been a bit overlooked in terms of his consistency this year, or inconsistency, so to speak, is Fred Van Vliet, because... When he's bad, it's not to the point where you look at it, because when Norman Powell has a bad game, so to speak, you notice. You notice him on the court sort of forcing things, completely messing up, driving into four people. Fred Van Vliet doesn't have that case, because he only takes good shots, which is a reason Fred Van Vliet is a nice player to have on this team, because he doesn't make that many poor decisions, but... He has had a lot of games this season where he's 1-for-7 from the three-point line. Doesn't really get the rest of his game going. He's not a high assist guy, especially playing with Kyle Lowry out there. So does that worry you, even against a team like the Orlando Magic, Fred is still having these down games? Because I think he's had the highest highs for the Toronto Raptors this season, but there's been a, lot, a large chunk of this season you know, intermittently where he just has these bad shooting nights.
1: Yeah, well, it was either in the loss against Indiana or the loss against the Sacramento Kings where he was 2 for 17. And we didn't give Mm -hmm. him the Damari Carroll Gold Star for that performance because we said, same thing as you, he did the rest of his job correctly. And the shots that he had, he wasn't putting them up. He wasn't forcing them up. You're right. He takes those open threes. He takes good shots. A lot of them are he's getting blocked when he's trying to, you know, draw fouls in the lane. And I, I at least admire that he's still trying to be aggressive instead of shying away but I definitely agree with you, Ben, where we're really struggling the Raptors to find consistency from any of the players this season. So if Fred Van Vleet can't even be a consistent 15 to 20 point per game guy, we're going to have to rely super heavily on Terrence Davis stepping up one night and OG stepping up another night. And those aren't guys that you can rely on when the game, when you're playing top tier talent, again, like Boston, yeah. like Philadelphia, right? Yeah. That's what I want to bring up the, it's, Not going to be an issue
0: when we're playing these lower-tier teams, especially if we keep that defensive energy up. Honestly, I think if we just keep that level of defense, we'll be a middle-to-pack Eastern Conference team. I think we're only two and a half games back of the sixth seed or something right now, and there's a lot of season to be left to play. So I think the Raptors could even potentially make their way into the upper seeds, but that's something to look way down in the future. But playing (sighs) against those good teams, that's where the issue comes in. That's where you need your Freds, your Siakams, your Lowrys, your OGs to really give you consistent production, so we'll see how that is going forward, tough to tell after one Orlando Magic game tonight, where we've kind of bounced back and stuff, so interesting to see, but Riker, we gotta swing into the segments, and tonight, the spicy P-lay of the day, maybe the best spicy P-lay day, or spicy P-lay of the season, specifically from Pascal, but this guy we were talking about at the start of the year—he was kind of looking sluggish, kind of looking lethargic, not dunking at all. He was kind of—he was afraid to finish around the rim and stuff. But he had a nasty yam over. I believe it was Aaron Gordon in this one. He—I think yep. he missed a shot on the possession before, but then he said, "I'm yamming this down." And really, really exciting to see
1: Pascal put someone on a poster. Ben—he had a plethora of moves down in the paint this this game, and it wasn't just he had up and unders he had euros he had you know contested straight line drives i thought he really displayed it all this evening and this is what he should be able to do night in and night out when he gets those little bunnies in the lane even if he's not that much taller than the person he should have good enough touch now taking so many shots over the past three seasons in that area of the court right that's better than him taking those mid-range fadeaways even if it's a more open shot, it's just a statistically harder shot to make. So I would prefer him 10 times out of 10 to be banging down in the post and throwing up little baby hooks because he displayed it this game. He should be able to make them. Yep. Great game for
0: Pascal Siakam. This is one of his better games this season. He's had a couple where he's shown a lot. Hopefully he can string together a few right in a row. That Kings game is pretty encouraging as well, but not all plays can be the spicy p of the day. Some just make you say, oh, geez, Riker, and do you have one of mine? I don't, Ben. There was one play. There was one play where uh, it was a typical Kyle Lowry play. Something completely messy, and he just gets it, it just happens on his own, and he ends up hitting a three, but the the ball, I think a pass went in, and it ended up getting kicked around, and then it just ended up rolling to him three feet behind the three-point line with the shot clock winding down splashed it home like it was a, a Nick Nurse home set, like it was a play drawn up, so that that play made me say OGs oh, watching the screen. I don't know if everyone would have caught that, but uh, I don't know. There was, there was two plays that made me say OGs, oh, and the second one I wanted to just give it to the Damari Carroll Gold Star Award right away, and I mentioned it earlier on in this one, but Aaron Gordon giving that cheap shot to Lowry, I wanted to come out and flame him. I sort of brought it up right off the jump super early, but you, that's just lame I don't care what he did in the playoffs and he was he was reaching for the ball and stuff in the bubble I don't know that, I thought that was a weak play by by
1: Aaron Gordon yeah weak play weak no. play I won't take away from that but again he th- he got legitimately injured later oh, yeah, on yeah, yeah. in the yeah. game so I, I don't think that people should say that's karm, karmic retribution or whatever that people might say into the comment section but that play mm-hmm. in particular at least it wasn't anything
0: it could have been say bad though, blatantly dirty
1: yeah yeah but it was just a hip check really and so i it wasn't like a play where it's going to be a high risk of injury i'm not trying to defend aaron gordon that's not what's happening right now ben (laughs) i'm just saying of the realm of possibilities of how you can get a cheap shot into a guy to sort of get your revenge this on the spectrum falls relatively on the you know easy side
0: i don't know i i was very heated when that happened and but as you said, we're not cheering for injuries here. We're not doing any any of that stuff. But uh, definitely not the play we want to bring up. We want to see against our main guy, the GOAT Raptor, Kyle Lowry. So, I don't know. It is what it was. This game, Orlando Magic, we play them again on Wednesday. So, hopefully the Raptors can string together a couple wins. If we don't beat the Magic on Wednesday, I'll be very sad. But you guys are the best for make this far. Check out the Twitter, the Instagram, all the cool stuff. Lots of articles being posted on the website. So, check that out directly uh check out the tiktok uh instagram reels not sure what's happening i think we're shadow banned or something on there so gotta gotta
1: figure out what's happened with the tiktok we're too old for this record but uh <laughs> you have any last words i like it, a sub ben even the bucks are only 11 and 7 i think or 11 and 8 so there's potential here in the east no need to panic we're close we're close i'm still saying second seed i'm holding out hope
0: I'm I'm making a compilation of me saying that every week. Just uh once we get there by the end of the season. Just so people know I, I held out hope. <laughs> alright, alright. I'm holding you to it. <laughs>